This is CliffCentral.com. What up, it's ASAF, and you're listening to the GT Vibe. GT. You can tune in every Friday at 1 p.m. on Cliff Central. Yes, sir. Welcome to the Gilmore Tea Vibe here on Cliff Central. So remember, every Friday at 1 p.m. Central African Time, we'll be broadcasting live on www.cliffcentral.com. Please get a hold of us to know what's happening in Zimbabwe by Zimbabweans and also across the world from Zimbabweans. And this week, I'm broadcasting from one of the oldest locations of human existence with over 200 million people living in it. It's one of the most populated and popular African nations and is also known for its oil, corruption, terrorism and also the entertainment scene. This place that I'm broadcasting from is called Nigeria and I'm very, very, very excited to be having a conversation with the Zimbabwean ambassador to Nigeria, His Excellency Love Momazemo and also I'm just going to be talking a little bit about how I happen to be here in Nigeria. So let's talk so you know what? A few months back last year, I happened to meet this incredible young designer from Nigeria. Her name is Nia Makanosisi. She runs a brand called Maknisi Collections, which basically specializes in um, handmade uh, handbags, accessories, uh, shoes, and they incorporate leather and uh, African print. So this brand has been uh, existing for quite some time now, and I happened to be here in Nigeria to be attached with her factory just to get to understand how the Nigerian fashion industry works and also how to how the whole manufacturing industry in Nigeria works and how she's selling her products so I'm going to be having a conversation with her next week uh, and I'm so excited to just understand how she's running and hustling her business as a young entrepreneur living in Nigeria so before we even get very excited about Magnesi and I'm very excited obviously to be attached with her and I'm very 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 gratified that she had uh, to open her doors for me to be here for the next two weeks but before we do that we're gonna have to get a better understanding of how Zimbabwe and Nigerian relationship is like uh, what can we learn from each other as countries what can Zimbabwe learn from Nigeria what can Nigeria learn from Zimbabwe what are the characteristics that best describe our nations and what things do we have in common as African nations obviously with very high level of uh, corruption just like many other nations across the world this is the case of Zimbabwe and Nigeria so let's get into it with a conversation with his excellence love more Mazemo the Zimbabwean ambassador to Nigeria I'm doing well thank, thank you so much for making time thank you it's a pleasure to have you this is very exciting Absolutely, it's an exciting place. I saw your face was sort of like, okay, when I was mentioning the oil, the corruption, and the terrorism, and uh, uh, entertainment, things that are associated with Nigeria, you're sort of like, okay, this is interesting. <laughs> well, I'm just uh, admiring how fast you have learned since Saturday. <laughs> but, I mean, there's so much that you can learn with me. Of course, so many Nigerians across the, the world. I mean, Absolutely. we have Nigerians in Zimbabwe, and we see how hardworking they are, and also we see the corruption then that Niger- Nigerian come, uh, Nigerians rather come with. The same as Zimbabweans also, we also have co- our fair share of corruption. So it's something that is not a secret per se. Absolutely not. So you, you, you have been um, working in the diplomacy world for quite some time and you recently were in Zambia for over seven years mm-hmm. and recently right. moved to, uh, to Lagos in Nigeria. How has been that shift for you though? 
It's uh, quite a big shift, uh, Abuja rather. Yes. Um, it's uh, quite uh, a significant shift. Um, in our neighborhood in Southern Africa, I think mm. cultural differences are not that big. Yes, yes. After all, Zimbabwe Zambe actually used to be uh, in the same federation. Yes, yes. Um, we have known each other much, much longer, mm. and our cultures, our diets, and so forth uh, do share a lot of similarities. So, mm-hmm. Nigeria was quite uh, another part of the it world. It was quite a huge Climate is very really different. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, cultures are different, the diets are different, mm. uh, work ethic. Uh, maybe even our values also differ here and there. So it's quite uh, an interesting move. It is, it is. But just take me back to a little bit when you were a teenager. Have you always wanted to work in this space, or was it ever a dream, or you always want, you had a different dream completely? Well, growing up uh, as a teenager, I wasn't quite sure exactly what I was going to uh, what I was going to do. Uh-huh. Um, Growing up, I actually had an inclination towards uh, the hard sciences and so forth. Wow. Uh, wow. And I actually pursued that right up to high school. Okay. But at some point, I grew an affinity mm-hmm. for this uh, type of work. I mm-hmm. guess the people I spent time with okay. also had an influence on me. Mm-hmm. And I began to like to like it. and. Uh, I think it was a good choice for me. Okay, okay. Um, you know, Nigeria has like has got so many characteristics that people know it for. And one thing for sure that we have to acknowledge is the oil. I was shocked on Saturday when we were buying fuel and when I was calculating, it's literally less than a dollar. When you're buying a liter of fuel, when you go back home to Zimbabwe, it's like a dollar thirty. It's not. It hasn't gone up anymore. Um, how best can you sort of like also leverage from this uh, resource that Nigerians have and then maybe sort of like try to create some something affordable for ourselves in Zimbabwe? Well, I think this is one of the uh, issues that take us into the debate of indigenization and mm. so forth, that uh, if any people do have uh, some wealth, mm-hmm. some resources that they have, at least they must do whatever they can yes. to make sure that the people benefit from it. Mm-hmm. Even within one given country, mm. if you have a resource in one particular corner, Mm-hmm. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and companies are actually prospering mm-hmm. out of it. Yes, uh, it's a good idea for them to you know plow back in mm-hmm. and uh, to benefit. So oil, in the case of Nigeria, is one such. Yes, and yes. I think yes. it is one outstanding uh, commodity where the people have managed to persuade the government that at least in that sector, mm-hmm. that the people uh, have some relief. No. Uh, but of course, it means the government has to pay huge subsidies. Oh, they do? Because they import the, mm. the purified uh, petrol. Mm. They export, largely they export most of their raw. No, right. They import the finished product, so they still have to subsidize. But it's still affordable for the Nigerians. Because, because the government is paying for it. Okay. Yes, okay. it is affordable for the people, no doubt about that. So, but then in Zimbabwe also, we can't, uh, we do have tourism that's booming in Zimbabwe. Yes, we have our diamonds, we've got our platinum, we've right. our tobacco. So, from your working in Nigeria and seeing how the government has been working in terms of oil, how best can we also make use uh, of these resources that we have in Zimbabwe to make sure that they benefit the average person in Zimbabwe? I think there's a growing debate uh, back home in Zimbabwe, actually, mm. that uh, every province, every area where there is some economic activity yes. should actually uh, benefit yes, uh, yes. Uh, f- f- from it. 
Before that, we were already uh, coming up with the trust funds mm-hmm. um, for the diamond uh, sector, the mm-hmm. platinum, and so forth. And that had already begun to work, mm-hmm. although many companies have not strictly adhered to it. Mm-hmm. But that's the whole idea. And I think there is a very sober and serious debate going on right now mm-hmm. within government mm-hmm. that uh, communities uh, in which there is a resource, there is an economic activity, mm-hmm. should actually benefit from it. And I think we are serious about that. Are we sort of like maybe in the in the in the, in the are we progressing in that? Because I it's I a recent, Zimbabwe, it's, it's a, a recent, recent discussion in in government. So it hasn't spilled out. It. Exactly. Okay. It's okay. a recent uh, discussion in cabinet and in government, and mm-hmm. I believe it is going to. Uh, be heard and, and, and it will have full expression and be implemented because when you talk about that I mean Zimbabwe is known obviously for the Victoria Force for the Wangi National yes, Park, Matopos exactly. and a lot of other places uh, but the unfortunate thing uh, I'm glad that you mentioned that there's a discussion going on within government yeah. uh, the unfortunate thing is that we as Zimbabweans hardly go to these tourism destinations there's no domestic tourism going on for the Zimbabweans themselves because it's way expensive when you think of going to the Victoria Falls just to see the falls, as a local you pay $7. But imagine if we bring it down, right. how many people are going to be able to visit these spaces. And also when we go out, we're fully talking about things that we actually know and we've been to. That's very true. Actually, I think uh, over the past years we have seen development in that direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, domestic tourism is being promoted. It is, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the airlines should come in, the mm-hmm. restaurants should come in, mm-hmm. uh, the, the hotels also, and the resorts themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think we honestly, even looking at the figures and statistics, mm-hmm. we have begun to see a growth yes. in terms of domestic uh, tourism, mm-hmm. which I think is very, very, very positive. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, in the, that area of uh, tourism and conservation, I remember we, we the only thing we had was like the campfire yes. uh, project where people who cohabited with uh, you know wildlife of mm-hmm. any nature mm. were encouraged and educated uh, about, the, about the significance of uh, conservation. Mm. Uh, and in a way, it's part of the earnings mm. from uh, that industry were being planted back into the community. Mm-hmm. So I think we just need to expand. And explore more of that. Exactly. Um, I mean, Lagos is like one of is known as the Africa's airport. Basically, it's the economic focal point, not only for Nigerians but for other people that are coming from outside. And I think one thing that Nigeria has is it's very much open to people coming from outside. Unlike our neighboring country, South Africa, unfortunately, I have to say that you find that it's very difficult as a foreigner to actually exist in that space. What can um, Zimbabweans, how can Zimbabweans take advantage of the fact that Lagos uh, in Nigeria is one of the spaces that is very much open for anyone else to come and work in? I think there's a, there's, there's a lot to learn uh, from, from, from that. Um, one of the things I have seen about Nigeria and the Nigerian economy, mm-hmm. and we're talking about Lagos, the second city, but the business hub, mm-hmm. is the magnitude of their informal sector. Yes. Right. Uh, and I think on that score, there's a lot to learn for us as Zimbabwe. Mm. I'm not advocating that we should informalize. I'm simply But we're already informalized in Zimbabwe. I'm already right? acknowledging the fact okay. that we already have a and huge informal sector. Informal mm. sector. And that sector must actually be supported okay. because people have created employment for themselves and for people others. Are and they are contributing to the economy. They are taking care of, of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I, will, I will draw some lessons from, from, from the Nigerian experience. Mm-hmm. I think in the case of Zimbabwe, 
the stakeholders in the uh, informal sector, mm -hmm. the moment they hear about company registration, they, there's yeah. only one thing on their mind. <laughs> you want to text us. Yeah, it's Zimbra. Right. It's Zimbra exactly. coming into play. Now, there's a, there are lots of lessons to learn. From this side, a lot of the uh, micro, uh, small and medium enterprises here mm -hmm. are, not, are not afraid mm -hmm. of, of, of being registered. Mm -hmm. And I've seen from experience that when you are registered, you can be banked. Yes. You can be insured. Mm -hmm. And the moment your, your activities are visible in terms of your cash flow yes. in the banking system, the banking system now has confidence to actually extend loans. And uh, give you to, to, for you to expand. Absolutely, for, mm -hmm. you, for you to expand. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I think that is the, 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 the important thing there. Uh, because when you do that, you actually create facilities for the uh, informal sector, yes, this yes, macro yes, small, yes, yes. to be incubated. Mm. And they can actually grow and thrive into into big into into big companies. Mm -hmm. These these and we in Zimbabwe have uh, a number of empowerment projects for women, for yes, the youth, yes, and so forth. That, yeah. And there's a lot a lot of that. For example, most of these uh, uh, programs uh, have uh, revolving funds. Mm -hmm. Now, from this side, when this seed money or loans are given to the uh, small actors, mm -hmm. they don't have to be in liquid cash form, okay. which, is, uh, which goes with a good measure of risk, mm -hmm. but they can be in the form of equipment, mm -hmm. in the form of tools. And I think that's actually the best way of Absolutely. promoting people. Or in the form of uh, workshop space, Yes, because yes. when you do that, you make this actor step into a productive environment mm. immediately mm. and you mm. give them a better chance to succeed yes. and grow you minimize chances of deviating uh, the capital that you have given to them mm. and you also increase the chances of them actually being able to pay back mm. so there's a lot uh, uh, that we can actually learn in terms of uh, 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 get, getting them registered mm -hmm. getting them banked getting them insured and then their performance is assessed and, and also accountability. I think once Absolutely. you are registered and you are insured and you also have a bank account, then there's some sort of accountability going on exactly. and you're able to sustain yourself. So would you possibly feel, say rather, um, there's a lot more of conscientization that needs to be done yes, in terms of our informal sector in Zimbabwe? Because we can't run away from the fact that the formal sector in Zimbabwe had such Absolutely. a huge meltdown. Absolutely. And right now people are sustaining themselves through the informal yeah, sector. That's right. So we might need to just recognize it and just maybe uh, conscientize people on the need to Absolutely. formalize that yeah. sector. We need to train, educate, equip them and uh, give them space to grow mm -hmm. and, 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 and thrive. Yeah. The formal sectors are big almost everywhere. Yeah. Uh, in Nigeria, in South Africa, in Kenya, all our big economies. Mm -hmm. Formal sectors are a good a huge percentage, mm -hmm. and uh, they, they should be encouraged and, and empowered. So I, I guess Zimbabwe and Nigeria are almost like on the same level, only that Nigeria is 200 million plus people that stay in it. That's right. <laughs> Lagos alone is 20-something million. Isn't that is, as big uh, as Zimbabwe? Almost double the population of Zimbabwe. <laughs> so, yeah. I was telling the Uber driver that he was asking me how many people stay in Zimbabwe. I'm like, ah, I think it's about 10 to 15 million. It was like, that's just as small as maybe half of Lagos. I'm like, yes, we're not exactly. that many. But it's a beautiful country for you to go to. Absolutely. Um, so for somebody who has no idea what's the responsibility of an embassy, because now you're speaking on behalf of other embassies, um, what do they do? Like right now, there's an embassy of Zimbabwe in Abuja. Right. What is the responsibility of the embassy?
policy in terms of uh, I don't know the responsibility of it here in Abuja. Right. The, the embassy is deployed by the government yes. to another government, mm -hmm. accredited to another government, mm -hmm. uh, principally to promote relations between the, the two. Mm -hmm. And these relations do not just uh, limit themselves to government-to-government -government relationships. Yes, yes, that is the key. That's the launch. But governments create bilateral frameworks mm -hmm. within which their people mm -hmm. can then relate. Mm -hmm. So we virtually represent the interest of all Zimbabweans, okay. whether you're in government or in private sector, the students, the tourists, the mm. visitors, the expatriates, mm. all Zimbabweans, this, this, is, this is home. Mm -hmm. And we're interested in uh, getting to know what they're doing and what yes. we can do to exactly. assist them. If a company Do you actually do something if they approach and they want you to assist them? We do. We okay. have all the information that we can make available. We do make available all, right. all the connections and the contacts that we can provide for them. Uh, we do that if a company wants to come and plant in here. Oh, yes. Yes. That's, you are the one who uh, do the research for them? We can okay. do research for them. We can do market surveys for them. We can mm. identify who are your competitors okay. in the okay. sector that you are bringing in. How can you have an age? Is it your packaging? Is mm. it the quality of your product? Mm. Is it your price? Mm. Uh, so we do that. that, that is, and that is uh, critical. We do the same for students who are scouting around for opportunities. Yes. yes. We can identify for them what schools. Uh, if there are any scholarship opportunities, mm. definitely that is our, our must too. So yes, and it is a, it's really a pleasure to do that. We are always excited when yes, yeah, that's good. that sounds good. Whether as an individual or as a, as or as a, a company, company, absolutely. Yeah. But what's the hardest thing? Because I mean, obviously, there's a lot of attention in terms of international media on Zimbabwe. We recently went through a transitional government or a change of leadership right. or whatever you want to call yes. it, and. Uh, Obviously, that doesn't stop people from making a lot of inquiries and asking right. questions. Because when you watch international media, you think, even myself, when I'm in Zimbabwe, I'm thinking, which place are they talking about? Exactly. Because I do not see the things that I see on, uh, on inter international media. So how do you then handle this pressure? It, it, is, it is a lot of pressure. I think, uh, as you are already recognizing, one of the uh, major disadvantages particularly for small countries, mm. is that the so-called international media is resident somewhere else. It's yes. not that international in terms of its residence. Mm -hmm. It's not that international in terms of, of its coverage. Mm -hmm. It's not that international in terms of its fairness. Mm. Uh, but it is owned by somebody, controlled by somebody. Yeah. It and it's a propaganda. In many cases, it does fly a certain flag. Yes. Um, so, when for, for those of us coming from small countries, uh -huh. uh, then we are not that competitive on the information market. Mm -hmm. Right, because there are those that are bigger and louder and obviously, obviously too much obviously. more. And if these uh, media houses actually come from the same sources where investors and traders come, where money and, uh, come from, <laughs> then again, that's a major disadvantage. Mm -hmm. So those are some of the challenges mm -hmm. that we face. Like you say, you know exactly what your country is like. You know exactly what history is going on there. Mm -hmm. And you know exactly what should be portrayed, mm -hmm. uh, which will actually appetize mm -hmm. in the investors. But when this happens, then how do you handle that? Because obviously when there's a lot of drama that happens in Zimbabwe, yes. you are here, questions come to you. How do you handle this? To begin with, we have to continue pumping the correct information. All right. That's number one. Okay. Number two, we encourage people to visit mm -hmm. Zimbabwe, mm -hmm. see for themselves. It's mm -hmm. conference diplomacy. Any chance that there's a conference going on, mm -hmm. 
we, we encourage people to go. In fact, we keep publicizing the calendar of events mm -hmm. uh, back home for the various sectors. We have uh, your ZITF International. Yes, yes, yes. You have uh, uh, the Travel Expo. There's Sanganani uh, going on right now. Right now you have uh, the, the, the uh, Mine Entra, mm -hmm. which is for the um, mining and uh, transport engineering. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and so forth. You have the Agricultural Show in mm -hmm. Harare. You have the Harare Carnival. You have the uh, Victoria Falls Carnival. So yes. all these events you have, Haifa, you have uh, the, the, book, the book fair in August. Mm. So all these events, are, we, we popularize them That's good. and market That's good. them because if people are planning to visit and we kind of know what their interests are, then we can kind of uh, mm. cause them to target their visit to coincide with some particular event mm -hmm, which mm -hmm, is of mm -hmm, great interest mm -hmm, to them mm -hmm, and that mm -hmm. way um, they, they see Zimbabwe at their best in terms of what meets their, their, their interests. So yes, mm -hmm. we keep promoting the, 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 the truth mm -hmm. and uh, we <laughs> the truth. <laughs> Depending on who's telling the truth, uh, who's voicing out. But I, I think the most important thing that you just touched on is also for us to be able to... What I like in, especially with my show is the fact that it's, it's the voices of Zimbabwe. So you are based in Nigeria, right. but you are voicing out on the situation in, in Nigeria and the things that you see. And it's very important for someone gets to hear from a Zimbabwean voice about Zimbabwe and of Zimbabwe. Right. But at the same time, you touched on how you have the Haifas, the festivals, the trade fairs that are going on. Right. I would actually maybe urge people to actually reach out to embassies outside their Absolutely. country so that Absolutely. they put information out. So if you know there's uh, Nigeria, Gambia, Senegal, maybe reach right. out to the embassies and send out your information there. Correct. So our education as Zimbabweans should not be only by the textbook. It's also about us implementing that and being proactive. Positive. That's very correct. I think mm. we need to improve our linkages, our networking, and the people that we meet and to take advantage of every opportunity. Yes. Every contact, every networking facility we have mm -hmm. to, to market to market ourselves as, as a country. I must say, uh, when we talk about people visiting, um, when a country has been maligned in the media, yes. Uh, you, you, you can invite anybody you want because, in all honesty, visiting Zimbabwe is a pleasant surprise. It's for a lot shocking of for a lot of people. It's a pleasant surprise. So <laughs> I'm not hesitant at all, all right. to invite people and get people to visit, to mm -hmm. visit Zimbabwe. I'm not saying we're perfect. Yes, we're working hard mm -hmm. to improve ourselves as a country, as an economy. Uh, but already there's a lot for people to see and mm -hmm. there's a lot of opportunities which people can actually consider investing in. Mm -hmm. But talking about visiting, um, I, 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 I strongly feel that our systems in the African continent uh, don't really uh, promote intercultural exchange. Because for one to fly from, from Zimbabwe coming to Lagos, they have to pay, or I mean to Abuja, mm -hmm. they have to pay over $1,400. What is it that we can put in place in, uh, to promote intercultural dialogue within the African continent? Because Europe only has a Schengen visa, and they're able to move from one place to another. But we in Africa, the only way we, are, we don't understand each other and we misunderstand each other is because it's so hard for us to even travel, and we don't get to know each other. What can we do to ease these barriers? I think there are a number of things that could be done, some of which are already being done. Mm. The uh, whole idea of uh, visa regimes, mm. I think they have to be revisited. There is a push already which uh, was accepted by the AU itself yes. in the uh, last uh, summit mm -hmm. that we, we would want to make Africa borderless. Mm -hmm. Okay, We want to make it easy for our people uh, to move across 
practicable. But is that practical also? That's the it question. is practicable. There are security issues which are yes, clear. which is what I'm, I'm thinking right? of. This now. is why it has not happened so fast. Yes. But it has happened within regions. Okay. In the West African region, for example, yes. among themselves as yes. ECOWAS, yes. that has already happened. Mm. Within SADC, I think we are almost there. Most yes. of our countries can actually visit. Uh, well, now that you don't have to mm. apply for a visa before mm. you start your journey. Mm. Uh, so I think that's, that's, that's great progress. Okay. So, so maybe we need to start communities where people are getting to learn and to know one another and to trust each other's uh, 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 systems, it's already, it's already uh, uh, happening. Mm-hmm. There are issues to do with security. What kind of uh, passports are you issuing? Yes. Are they e-readable? Yes. Uh, mm. Are they easily forged? Mm. And, and so forth. And so we need to standardize. Mm-hmm. Uh, our documentation and our systems. That way, it will make it much, much easier for people to, to move across. So, right. yes, the issue of uh, a borderless continent uh, yes, has to be attended to. Yeah. But also, the other issue is the open skies issue, mm-hmm. where our airlines should they have that liberty without necessarily going through stringent yes, applications yes, and so yes, forth, yes. Uh, but that we can open our skies and allow our airlines, you know, to move. Yeah. Yeah, I think as Africans, we should control our own space. things. We should control that is our critical. own that, that, that is critical because one of the things that makes travel uh, difficult is that not enough airlines are coming into our capitals. Yes. So there's not much competition. But in regions where you have lots of uh, uh, airlines mm-hmm. moving up and down, mm. then the competition is high. Mm. And, uh, it's much know, cheaper. Our, price, our prices uh, go down. Mm. Um, then you will also have people begin to use the smaller aircraft, mm-hmm. smaller mm-hmm. shuttle aircraft mm-hmm. between capitals, and not the huge ones that we are, you know, using uh, at the moment. Mm-hmm. So I think we we will slowly have to move to a shuttling facility that connects capital to capital. We need to. Uh, absolutely, yeah. So I believe there is that awareness already even amongst the leaders on the continent. Mm-hmm. I hope it moves faster so we can travel a lot more I, I up and down. So. I hope so too. Yeah. And you touched, uh, when you were just talking about this, we touched on security and one thing that Nigeria is known for is uh, the terrorism in Boko Haram. Yes. And, I mean, international media has also pumped it very uh, so much that even us as Africans were scared to come to Nigeria. When I was coming to Nigeria, people asked me, are you sure you're going to Abuja? I'm like, yes, I'm going to Abuja. Are you sure that you really want to go there? I was like, yes, I was, I was there. But you as um, a representative of Zimbabweans in, in, in Abuja, in Nigeria, um, what's the state of, how, how is the Boko Haram situation? And as it, can Zimbabweans come? Because one thing for sure is like your family will not allow you to just jump if they see these things on TV. It, it is normal for, for people to be apprehensive and mm-hmm. to worry because um, the information you get is exactly that. Mm-hmm. It is true, the Boko Haram issue is a, is a big uh, security threat in the mm-hmm. country. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it does not embrace or cover the whole nation. Mm-hmm. The northeastern part of Nigeria is the most affected. Okay. Uh, here and there, you might find some that will stray and try to do a strike here, mm. a bomb blast there, mm. but uh, it is really the northeastern part of the country mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. affected. Um, um, of course, it does affect the rest of the country that people are no longer that confident, mm-hmm. particularly foreigners, yes, to yes, say come and be tourists or travel on the highways and so forth. So yes, it has impacted uh, movement, it has impacted the, the economy, it has also impacted the way uh, people abroad view the, the country, country. And, and the security perception. But do you think maybe it's, it's been over... 
publicized almost like when you when you read about Zimbabwe you feel you think that people in Zimbabwe are dying people in Zimbabwe there's it, no it, uh, cars there's no houses in Zimbabwe do you feel it's, it has been over publicized it, it is just like you're saying people were asking you uh, why on earth would you want to go to Abuja but, yes. but here we are yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we are doing business uh, uh-huh. like any other like any other capital mm-hmm. so yes but it's also understood that anybody who is receiving just information from far away mm-hmm. they are apprehensive mm-hmm. uh, that's normal and people that are on the ground will understand a little better okay. what the actual situation is like Okay. No, it's, it's, it's good. I mean, for me, it's a good experience that I came to Nigeria because, I mean, obviously, this conversation is carried by some pointers, which I have like two more to go. Um, but I'm just sort of like trying to bring some balance between uh, how also Zimbabwe is uh, is going along with what these characteristics are for, for Nigeria. For example, it's the issues of corruption. The first day I got to, to Abuja, uh, the guy who picked me up from the airport, uh, he was accused of passing a red robot okay. uh, or whatever, a policeman <coughs> rather. So we were driving and then the robot was green. And then at the same robot, there was a policeman stopping cars. So I don't understand why there was a human being controlling when there was a robot which had turned green, meaning he had to drive. Right. So when we just turned, um, the police stopped and they said, you didn't see that the other police was stopping. I was like, no, but there's a robot and the robot opened for me. And we had to pay, I think, uh, 15,000 Nairas. Uh, for us to, you know, to actually just eventually pass, right. uh, we had to bribe because they got into the car and then we had to go to a, some around the corner. Let's talk about corruption and how we can eliminate this because it's something that is there in the African continent. Uh, in Zimbabwe, we do have that too. In Nigeria, we do have that too. Uh, but how best can we work towards this uh, corruption that we face as African nations? Well, I, when I say African nations, you oh, in Zimbabwe is Nigeria, for example. Let's give it. It is well. I've been on quite a few continents. <laughs> oh yes, and I've seen it there. No, it's there everywhere. <laughs> but then now, the, our, our okay, let's just okay, bring it down. We'll focus on ourselves. Ourselves. Understand. Let's focus on That's Zimbabwe okay. and Nigeria that, right that, now. That, that is okay. First of all, I think it has to be exposed. Yes, it has to be exposed. We, we have to. When it exists, we must acknowledge that it exists. We cannot, uh, you know. You know, push, sweep it under the carpet. Mm-hmm. When it exists, it must. We have to acknowledge it exists. Mm-hmm. We must. Uh, 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 we must divulge it. We must expose it. We but is this something that can actually systems. work? Yes, it can work. Or once yes, you it, try, because I feel like corruption work. comes with a whole lot of other things. I, I, I understand that, uh, uh, which makes me go to this point. Okay. That okay. at any cost, we have to avoid its entrance or birth in any community. Okay. Because it has a very sneaky way of becoming a worm and becoming part of a culture. Okay. Once it becomes part of a culture, that's when it becomes next to impossible to deal with because children are literally born into it. Mm. And so, so they don't know what's good and what's bad. Avoiding and fighting it at every cost mm-hmm. is, is, is the key. And I think we, we have to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have to do that. Where it exists, we have to fight it openly but we need systems that work mm. systems that that work whether they are uh, accounting auditing mm. uh, we need systems uh, that work that protect our, uh, that protect us that is critical mm. but also there is need for education oh yes people must know that when they do that they're doing it against themselves against their country and uh, absolutely mm-hmm. you cannot you cannot grow you cannot develop 
But what are your comments uh, on, because uh, our president, uh, Emerson Mnangagwa, is actually very much uh, an advocate of fighting corruption. Right. And um, you obviously, as a representative of Zimbabwe in Nigeria, where the corruption is skyrocketing, <laughs> what would be your comments in terms of his efforts to eradicate this um, corruption in our country, Zimbabwe? Well, I would actually say to the nation, let's rally yeah. behind, let's rally behind, let's rally behind uh, uh, the president mm -hmm. and, and give support to this. Mm -hmm. uh, prevention mm. is really the best. Let's prevent it from entering into any of our circles, whether you're talking about the, uh, the police, the military, mm -hmm. uh, law and order, into our private sector as a company, into the mm. uh, civil service as, mm. as, as government. It just has to be uh, 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 avoided. I think we have to get used to the fact that an office operates. When you go to an office, you expect A, B, C, D. Yeah. These, the rates that you pay are A, B, C, D. Mm -hmm. you, re, you get a receipt for what you pay and you get your service because that's your due. Mm -hmm. uh, people that are employed get their salary mm -hmm. and that is what is due to them. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that is critical. Our systems must work. Our systems. So then it means we need to put out things and for people to know. Because sometimes people say they don't know what they should know. So it is important to educate. So then we now we need a campaign. Uh, okay. Uh, we definitely need a campaign, an awareness campaign uh, about every every office, literally. Whether it is an office where birth certificates, passports are issued, an office where drivers' licenses are issued, mm. or whatever it is, every one of those offices. There are mission statements, there are expectations. Right. So people that need are to read. Very, very clear. And yes. people need to know uh, all about that and be informed mm. so that they just do what is expected of them mm. by the law. And by law, they must receive mm. the services mm. that are due to them mm. without having to sweet talk anybody, without having to, to write anybody. anybody. <laughs> that it is very clear. Ambassador, I would like to know your. We spoke on all these serious issues. I would like to know who's your favorite. Um, Nigerian musician or entertainer, because obviously Nigeria is the hub of the entertainment <laughs> in Africa. Well, <laughs> most of my favorite ones are actually uh, the gospel lineup. In Nigeria, there are gospel lineups. A lot of them. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, we see Davido and Tiwa <laughs> Savage and Yemi Alade. Those are the people it, that goes by taste. Okay. Those by taste. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, but they have uh, they have a lot of them actually across the lines, whether it's gospel, whether it's secular. They're very very uh, talented. Okay. But uh, having been here a while, I actually see a lot of uh, borrowing from each other. Yes. Times when I listen to a new release here, uh -huh. and I think I hear some. Southern African or yes, yes, there's a lot of linkage. Uh, in it, which is uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Which and on the other side, we are doing the same also. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but they are very good. They're very, mm -hmm. they're, they're very good. Mm -hmm. They have developed their 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 their, their, their skills and uh, they're very international. They travel. They travel. But you still haven't given me one person that you really like from Nigeria who sings <laughs> or who acts or who does whatever. <laughs> there's a lady called Sinach. Oh, oh yes, yes, I know of her. There you go. Yes, there I know. know, I know. Gospel music. Yes, of course. No, I do. I do. I do. <laughs> I do. I mean, we're a Christian nation in Zimbabwe, so you are bound to know a lot of gospel. Uh, because even in school, it's uh, 
um, you read the Bible, you say the Lord's Prayer, yeah, we go right, to Christian right, schools, right, Catholic right, schools, yeah. so we are bound to know of uh, the gospel things. Yeah. But talking about that, I mean, obviously Zimbabwe is a very young nation. Yes. Uh, we have a lot of young people in Zimbabwe, and when you look at Nigeria, the entertainment industry is run by young people also. Right. Uh, Nollywood is the second best uh, film pro- producing um, industry in the world after Hollywood, and there's Bollywood, um, and Nollywood is right there, and it's an African industry. Um, What is it that we can sort of extract as Zimbabweans and also try to put in our own system? Because we're a young nation and uh, the entertainment industry in Nigeria is run by young people. So what can we we exchange? What can we borrow from each other? I think there's a lot um, to begin with. If you go to generations earlier than yours, Mm -hmm. um, in school, People were not encouraged to do anything other than read your books, yes, yes. your English and mathematics and all that. <laughs> and in other words, issues of art, mm-hmm. drawing, painting, mm. poetry, mm. musical instruments mm-hmm. uh, were not encouraged. Mm. All right, mm. and I think that's the starting point. We need to uh, allow every young person and every child to actually express themselves. Yes with whatever God has invested in them, yeah. whatever talent, whatever inclination, and to actually say, you can make a living out of it. Mm. Um, so I think that is that is one area. All right. must be encouraged in that encouraged, area of yes. inclination. Um, but having said that, uh, there are issues now of uh, piracy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At the end, at the other end of the production line, mm. uh, which even Nigeria is uh, uh, fighting against, because mm. that is what tends to erode whatever industry. The, the industry yes. and the income of the individuals involved mm-hmm. uh, in that industry. So yes, it is a big industry here, and there's a lot of investment uh, in it. But mm-hmm. we also have to know that Nigeria is huge. No, it's so huge. they have the capacity to produce, but they also have the capacity to consume what they produce. All right. So they are yeah. a With huge market. Hundred million plus. Exactly. That's a lot. They're a huge people. market on their own. Which before, is a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Before mm-hmm. you think about exporting to other to other uh, to other countries, mm-hmm. um, so that's a big uh, a big plus for them. Yes. They've also taken a lead. So the market in the rest of the world is actually kind of looking out for yes. what's the next release and so forth. Exactly, because mm. they already have uh, cut a niche uh, mm. for them for themselves. So there's a lot to learn uh, from them, and I must say, a few Zimbabweans that have uh, uh, every now and then come across. Yes, um, yes, yes, yeah, and and work together with uh, with with Nollywood, mm. and uh, they've uh, created good space for themselves, mm-hmm. develop them, them themselves. So I think there's that partnership. Also, it's a full will, so the partnership is maybe what we do not right. have in Zimbabwe. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We need, we need to, we need to work on that. And also, I think people in any given industry should also, you know, kind of work together. Yes, true, uh, true. Whether it is uh, the, the painters, the sculptors, mm. musicians, I think we need uh, that that networking so mm. that people actually support uh, support one another. Mm. I must say, we have begun to see that. I slowly, think people who are in the slowly. film industry back home, yes. yeah, they do come together. They have the annual activities. Mm. Uh, people in the music industry and so forth. So yeah, it is it is coming up. But in the case of Zimbabwe, I think we will need uh, um, 
strong anti-piracy uh, laws mm -hmm. because a lot of people who have worked very hard and produced beautiful products mm -hmm. uh, end up not getting anything out of it mm -hmm. uh, because it is, you know, uh, pirated and uh, before you know it, it's being sold on the market mm. and other people are making money out of it. And that actually has to be worked on because it discourages yeah, it uh, those wine to continue. Yeah. I think it also goes back to what we were talking about, formalizing this industry because exactly. the entertainment industry has become, uh, came in as an informal sector, uh, so maybe formalizing it, like yeah. what you're saying in Nigeria, yeah. there is uh, you know, the systems within the entertainment industry, so people are able to capitalize from that, they're able to earn a living from whatever and to be protected also. So maybe it's just a matter of formalizing our industry back in Zimbabwe I think we need to do and that. make it work. Yeah, I think, I think we need to do that. Which is, uh, because we need more people like Oliver Mtukuz. She wanted my lady passed on, oh, yeah. so oh, rest yeah. in peace, That's but right. we need more of those. Absolutely. There's no doubt that we have uh, excellent uh, talent mm -hmm. and gifting and uh, I mean there's a lot of young people that are coming up mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and uh, who are doing very very well mm -hmm. uh, and some have uh, started to you know show off their strategy living abroad yes they have which, which, is, which is very good so I think we need to we need to promote that Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and obviously, we, when you talk about Nigeria and Zimbabwe, one thing that always comes in common is the education. Uh, Nigeria is like the largest diverse, um, I mean, education, I mean, universities also in the Lagos state. And uh, when you talk of Zimbabwe, we're very much pro-education. We yes. are like the number one, if that, we're still number one, right? In terms of literacy, yes. Literacy, we're still number one. Yes, on the continent. What can be tweaked in terms of our education to also make it more... Um, for it to work for us? Well, to a large extent, I'm sure our education is already working for us. Um, um, but is it practical? It, it, it is practical. I must say I meet Zimbabweans mm -hmm. outside their home space, excelling and doing very well. I also know that in many markets, even outside Zimbabwe, Zimbabweans are being headhunted. Mm. Yes, so uh, we are doing well. We're doing well as Zimbabweans, and in, in 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 fact, some of our institutions back home would have collapsed a long time ago <laughs> had we not continued to produce mm -hmm. people that are able to you know cover the gap. Yes. Considering the brain drain that mm -hmm. we can talk we, mm -hmm. we we talk about, mm -hmm. but it is Im important that we continue to improve particularly our curriculum. Yes, of course. I think it has been the complaint of many leaders back home mm -hmm. to say that uh, after we have trained geologists and metallurgists mm -hmm. and, and uh, bankers and so forth, very few of them will come together and say, we want to run a mine. All right. Many of them will run off and, and seek employment. At, uh, so we need to be entrepreneurs. Exactly. I think we need to do something about our curriculum. Okay. Uh, so that we bring about people that can create employment for mm. themselves and for mm. others. We need more entrepreneurs. Mm. So I think our curriculum has to address that mm. right from right from the bottom. And I think uh, in terms of our universities, the various uh, people in various industries mm -hmm. can actually make a difference. For example. Uh, companies that are in engineering can make contributions 
two engineering laboratories and workshops yes, in the universities. Mm -hmm. that are those that are in the hotel and tourism industry mm -hmm. can do the same in our colleges and contribute so that our products from mm -hmm. the various institutions mm -hmm. uh, are actually relevant to the job market. Mm -hmm. and so I think the whole, as a nation, we have a contribution to, to, to make. So I believe that people in various industries can actually team up with mm. our training institutions, particularly the tertiary ones, mm. so that we, we have an impact and we know that what comes out of NIO uh, is relevant to, to the industry itself. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, uh, we will continue depending on, you know, uh, expatriates, for example, yes. uh, which is uh, not that good because you are giving away jobs Yes. that otherwise would have yes. been taken by your own nationals. Mm -hmm. So I think we need to, to, to keep doing that. Even if it means our people might keep getting jobs elsewhere, mm -hmm. at least that is still okay, that we have equipped our people and they're able to, 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 to run industries in various mm -hmm. sectors. But at the present moment, there's a lot of... Um, I, I think there's a lot of rise of entrepreneurs in Zimbabwe. I think we're hustlers. That's one thing that we cannot run away from. We are hustlers, we are hard workers, we are survivors, because life itself has taught us a lot of things as Zimbabweans. And I see that a lot also in Nigerians, because everywhere you go, there's Nigerians everywhere. Right. And they are working there. Right. In Zimbabwe, they have shops, they, are, they have barber shops, they have all these places that they're running. So we cannot take away the hard work in Zimbabweans, yes. the survival spirit in Zimbabweans, and just the perseverance to keep going on because Zimbabweans have that and despite everything else that's going on around, yeah. we still are pushing and moving forward. Absolutely. I would say I have seen similar sanctions mm. imposed on other countries mm -hmm. and I've literally seen economies collapse completely. But ours is... I must say, <laughs> uh, whatever stage we are at, uh -huh. Zimbabweans have overcome the sanctions. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think Zimbabweans have, uh, you know, out of some of the attributes you are talking about, mm -hmm. I think our hunger for education and training, mm -hmm. uh, our honesty mm -hmm. and integrity, mm -hmm. our hard-working uh, ethos, mm -hmm. I think a lot of that has really helped us. We as Zimbabweans, we are proud people. Mm -hmm. We respect ourselves. Uh, a lot mm. and so we we expect a lot out of ourselves and i think that makes us different people i think Definitely. it has been said at every Definitely. part of our history that our our people are our most important resource we and therefore and i think we have invested uh, very very well in our in our in our, in our resources in our people mm -hmm. and um that's my hope that we'll continue we'll continue doing that and we don't lose that 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 thrust that's what makes us different at home and abroad, wherever we go. It's incredible. Any last words to someone or something that you feel, listen, if you're in Zimbabwe and you want to visit Nigeria, or if you're in Nigeria and you want to visit Zimbabwe, this is a must because you have had the best of the both worlds, you know, uh, having stayed in Zimbabwe, having stayed in Nigeria, so you're more informed than anyone else. Well, uh, Nigeria is a very interesting uh, place. Uh, I think one of the most frequented cities is of course uh, Lagos, yes. which is uh, the biggest. And I think there you have uh, almost anything, whether you're talking about industry, whether you're talking in the upmarket shopping malls, yes. or you're talking about the curio shops mm -hmm. and the crafts, uh, you're talking about the hotels, lodges, mm -hmm. uh, you're talking about markets as we know them, whether you're talking about vegetables, fruits, mm -hmm. or your material. Yes. Uh, for your attires, mm -hmm. uh, Lagos, Lagos has it all. There's a uh, lot of good tourism too. Mm -hmm. um, Calabar 
is one city that has the Calabar Carnival every year around about December. Oh, is it? Yeah, we actually have had people from from Zimbabwe come through. Uh, come through. Oh. Um, yeah, and and end of the year. And in the case of exchanging with Zimbabwe, I uh, would say one of our major concerns in Zimbabwe, especially regarding tourism, mm. has been that the average age of a tourist going to Zimbabwe is a little too high. Oh, is it? Yeah, you find the older people doing sightseeing. So where are the young uh, people? We have to catch them. So mm. we, 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 we... We're a young nation after all. Absolutely. <laughs> we need a lot more activities like bungee jumping, mm. uh, wild water rafting. Yes, yes, and yes. It is the hope that now, of course, in the special economic zone in Victoria Falls, mm -hmm. uh, I hope we'll have you know, funnier and more interesting things. Mm. Uh, mm. Maybe even ice skating and uh, stuff like that. Because mm. that's what draws uh, a lot of people. But the, um, the, the, the end of year event, the Victoria Falls Carnival. Yes. That one has begun. I attend that every year. That one has begun to draw a lot of attention. It's incredible. It's well. From all over the world. Yes. From all over the world. And even from this part of the world in Nigeria. Really? I think the youths here have uh, caught on. Uh, wow. Every time we have inquiries, and we are definitely uh, promoting that. And like I said, governments can only establish the frameworks that mm -hmm. allow and encourage people to interact. To so between Nigeria and Zimbabwe, I think what we need is the people-to-people -people, mm -hmm. uh, connection and, and link. And, the, and like I said, there's a, there's a lot to learn uh, from each other, even in the area of investment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, in the area of investment, uh, some of the inquiries from this side have uh, been mostly on mining. All right. Um, we are a big mining country. Mm. Agriculture. Yes. Uh, because uh, the people here have uh, begun to learn a lot from us. Yes. In the area of agriculture, whether it is agri-tech, agro-processing, mm. agribusiness in general, they are highly impressed by the fact that our production and processing and packaging mm. Uh, uh, mm. Uh, 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 works allow our horticultural products, our mm. floriculture, mm. access into the European market, for yes. example, which they have problems with here. Or they, to uh, penetrate uh, the market. So they are highly impressed and that we have so many inquiries of people that actually would want to come to Zimbabwe. That's incredible. Invest into an ongoing concern, mm. uh, whether it is uh, vegetables or fruit, mm -hmm. uh, grow it for export, and in the process, Gain the experience, mm, mm, so mm. that they can then come here and perhaps replicate uh, the same the thing. Same thing. Yeah. But obviously, with the climate, it might not just work. This yeah, yeah. They'll pick on the number of things that can actually do work this side. Yeah, climate-wise, they are really blessed. This mm. side, yeah, they're really blessed. Yeah. No, but it's so hot. It, it, it is hot. <laughs> it is hot. But you know, you go to the no. There's no. Virtually every part of this country grows something. Okay, that's and, good. And they do, and they and they do very very well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, virtually in every sector, there's a lot that we can learn from each other. And right. I'm, I'm happy we are beginning to see a lot of that. Wow, ladies and gentlemen, there we have it. His Excellency Love Mo Mazemo. Uh, he was here on the Game Motiv on Clip Center. So please make sure that you tell everybody else that uh, this is the program that you listen to every Friday at 1 p.m. If you want to know what's happening uh, of Zimbabweans across the world, and here we're in. Abuja in Nigeria. Thank you so much, Ambassador, for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. Dear. I appreciate and I hope to bring more people and uh, more Zimbabwean voices on the show. Until next week, same time, same place. God bless and enjoy the rest of your weekend.
This is CliffCentral.com.